created in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. Hi, Scott. Hey, man. Yay. So, Brogan and Jeff again are not with us because we're doing this again at the Union Club Tacoma, but we're doing it on a Friday, which means that they have real jobs and they can't do it. Yeah, um, Yeah, so we're going to get back to full form really soon. I hope everybody enjoyed the Rusty podcast. <laughs> uh, everyone go check out the Church Cantina because that is a great place. We're going to have to go in there and get like uh, one in there, like go in and get like a live one oh, on yeah. the side. Absolutely. We did that a couple times um, in the past, we did Odd Otter, and uh, back when the Acme had first sold, so th- I, it's fun to go in like that. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked on the on the uh, bar crawl that I'm going to that we're eventually going to be doing right down on South Tacoma Way. Like I was able to check the outside of the building because, like Rusty was saying, the Church Cantina isn't open on Sundays. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it right, man. On Sunday. Yeah, it's not right. Oh, that's it's, weird. Yeah. I know. We're going to have to talk to him about yeah, that. that they have, I think it's they not have on theme. Be. Yeah. Come on. All right. Well, we have a guest today, and uh, Benjamin Baker, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome. How, uh, so you are uh, you are a hip-hop artist. Sure am. And uh, how's it been going for you so far? It's been going great, actually. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself thus far and the uh, success that I've been able to get with my first project, first, uh, first in flight. Yeah, yeah so been awesome. so you got a CD out there. I yeah. saw uh, I saw on your Instagram that you have uh, have them uh, press CD. So that's got to be kind of cool. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, where can people you you have a SoundCloud account, correct? I do. So is that the best way to people to 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 get a taste for it, or are you looking just for people to get the CD? So initially, <laughs> SoundCloud was good because I could track my listeners and find out what states people were listening to me and what cities that I was yeah. kind of getting some okay. play in, so I could kind of figure out where my fan base was kind of being started at but now it is currently on apple music and uh, spotify okay cool it's on every platform that you could probably come up with even some that i had never heard of nice (laughs) nice so it's uh, it's good cool so it was pretty easy to get all that stuff out there i don't even know how like the music industry works when you're trying to put out a cd uh or put out music yeah so when you're doing hip-hop it's kind of different because the a lot of the beats that w- that are used in hip hop uh, require samples. Mm-hmm. So if I was doing like a live gig with live instruments, I wouldn't have to get any of it cleared. Okay, so yeah. Uh, with those samples, you have to get it cleared, and you have to have a lot of licenses done, and they're going to check for that when you try and upload it um, through the third party uh, distributors that send your music actually to these platforms. Okay, wow. Yeah. Damn, that's a I lot know, of you work. just blew my mind, man. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. It's like you just throw it up there, right? It's like our no. podcast. We just put it up and we're fine with it and we kind of just hope no one pays attention. Right. <laughs> that's kind of the truth. <laughs> Tell your friends to quit listening, right? <laughs> so you do all this yourself, man? I do. Wow. I do. Yeah, Everything I, that you guys heard was uh, completely recorded by me. Uh, in my apartment, and it was uh, it was pretty great. Uh, the beats were made by several different other producers and that kind of thing. But yeah, for the most part, kind of 
you know. Well, it sounded really good. Yeah, thank it, you. It did. Uh, well, that was one of the reasons um, we we decided to have you on is because we we get stuff every once in a while, mm-hmm. and a lot of it doesn't sound very good, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, which I don't understand because. You can learn anything on YouTube. Right? No, seriously. <laughs> you like, can learn anything on YouTube. Uh, I learn how to climb up on my roof and uh, treat the, my moss. <laughs> and l- let me tell you what. Don't I, try this at home. No, no. And that was one of those things. My, I was just going to do it myself. And my wife was just like, you are going to wait so I can at least hold the ladder. And I'm like, I got this. God damn it. Leave me alone. <laughs> and we got into an actual fight about it. But it was uh, it's one of those things. You can learn anything. Anything. And it's really simple. It's yes. like... I mean, you've obviously you need to have talent to put to put rhymes together right, with the right. beats and all of this stuff. But a lot of just even the simple processing and stuff, you can look <laughs> up and figure out. You can learn it. You well, and you're it. a younger guy, so you probably don't remember before YouTube, right? Uh, or, I remember. <laughs> How old do you think I am? I don't think you're that. that no, I, I'm like saying like like 22, <laughs> yeah. 23. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 27. So okay, yeah, okay, still. okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember uh, before MySpace. Yeah, that's before. Oh shit! <laughs> See, and we were so dumb back then, dude. We didn't know anything, <laughs> and now you can just look up whatever. If anybody has a question, they're like, I oh, just Google it. Right? Yeah, and and before, dude, we were so stupid. We were yeah. like cavemen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No, yeah, I, very true. I remember a bunch of us sitting around a flat tire because we. It we couldn't figure out how to change the tire. Like seriously, oh my goodness! It was yeah, it was sad. Yeah, yeah it was a bunch of it was a bunch of sixteen-year-old nerds not knowing what the hell to See, do. My dad was a mechanic. That was like day one, first oh, yeah. out the room. All right, let's learn how to uh, change tires right now. Man, yeah. I wish I had that. I did not. <laughs> so, how did you get started uh, doing all this? Oh, okay. So it's kind of interesting. I was um I was that guy kind of in high school that freestyled in the bathroom with like a lot of other people and did like the battle rapping and that kind of thing um never had well actually i recorded one song it, at my mom's house i i found a little microphone that i well i didn't find it i kind of took it from my church <laughs> it wasn't being utilized so i decided to utilize and kind of put it together and i made this um, repurpose it yeah repurpose right <laughs> um so tactically acquired it mm-hmm. so um i kind of put that to use uh, with a acer computer uh, I don't even remember how I actually got it into the computer. I probably went to Radio Shack and did some whatever. That's a long story. But yep. um, I recorded this song called Getting Money. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, that's how I kind of started. That was the only song that I had recorded until this year, actually. Um, so I freestyled a lot and I kind of had some whimsical dreams with my friends about, you know, hey, let's, you know, let's let's make a mixtape let's make a mixtape and i probably talked about that for five years i'd say like Mm -hmm. seriously talked about it didn't put any action towards it uh so i came out here and kanye west dropped the song i can't uh the song was called lift yourself it came out earlier this year Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of the internet trollers were really mad because he was on the song saying boom the bap bap the boom boom bap the boom the and everybody's like when is he gonna rap you know (laughs) (laughs) me and my wife are in the car listening to it and i'm like this is crazy. I'm going to Sam Ash today and I'm buying a microphone. Less than 90 days later, I uh, put First and Flight out. Nice. And uh, so, yeah. That is how, cool, that's dude. That's how kind of got started. I, dude, that's how, it, that's how it's done. Yeah. I, I really feel that way. I think that 99% of people just talk and talk and talk. And, and talk, then all of a sudden, talk. yeah, all of a sudden one day you're just like, fuck it. I'm right. doing it. Exactly. Right? And you just roll out and you do it. Exactly. <laughs> I, whether it works or not, who knows. But <laughs> yeah. you, you got to put it out, You got to put it out. I really think you do. Yeah, so, sure do. So with the with the Kanye thing, you're like, okay, so he's not, he's, I mean, he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. But, and you're like, well, how can you make all this when you're like, 
I got I, it's I fucking got, Kanye. Yeah, right. it's, Kanye. it's just amazing <laughs> that people would care that something like that comes out, and it's because of it's because of his first thing. It's part, because of college dropout. Mm-hmm. And people are oh, just yeah. waiting, like, please let this Kanye come back. Please let this Kanye come back. So when he drops out, boom, 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 bap, and gets <laughs> like a hundred thousand probably listens within the first ten minutes, it's just like, wow, how is he able to do this? And it starts at one. So you got to put your first thing out, and that's what I did. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, who would you cite as influences for you, man? Oh, influences. Um, oh, I just want to guess. Can I say Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> Can I? I love Tupac. Oh, He's man, a big I could tell, dude. Yeah, I could tell. Very big Sorry. influence for me. That's all I could hear yeah. when you were rapping. I was like, oh, he sounds like Tupac. Man, I love Tupac. Um, as far as like um, past, well, not well, past and present, I would definitely say Tupac. Uh, every all the architects that everybody's going to list, Jay Z, Nas, all mm-hmm. of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I um, I would say a lot of my influence stem from from music outside of hip hop. Um, I'm a keyboardist and I play a lot of gospel music and jazz and that kind of thing. Nice. Okay. So, uh, if I had to shout out one musician right now, that's just amazing. I would have to say Corey Henry. He's a, um, a organist and he travels around and he's an amazing, amazing musician. So that's like one of my biggest influences right now. I'm talking wow. about, I watch his YouTube videos and clips of this guy weekly, you know, and he's just a big influence for me. Um, Hezekiah Walker, another gospel artist, um, uh, a lot of other people. Um, what about yeah. the gospel? Uh, what about the gospel music uh, pulls into you? What what draws you into that? Oh man, I, I was raised in church, and I was <laughs> I was raised forced <laughs> <laughs> forced to go to church. No, I love church. Though. I, I love what it represents. But um, I was kind of um, made to go to church, and when you're in church and you have to be there so much, you kind of gravitate to the cool parts of it, which are the music and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I started playing the drums, and then subsequently when I was in high school, I started playing the keyboard, and that just snowballed effect into what you see today. So uh, were some of your first performances at church then? Still are, yeah. Oh, really? So you're still doing the church stuff still, too? Still, every Sunday. Cool, man. Every Sunday. Nice. Yeah. I play Hammond B3 organ at a church actually locally here, a New Life Baptist Church. It's in Lacey, North Carolina. Oh, I said Lacey, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't got out in North Carolina mode yet. Pray I never do. But um, Lacey, Washington, I play organ there. So it's it's love. It's awesome. Nice. So how long have you been in uh, the Pacific Northwest then? I've uh, been in the Pacific Northwest just a little bit over a year. Okay. Yes. Oh, so, so you're still new then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. And hopefully uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to see all the fun sights that are around here. Oh, it's been awesome. What? Uh, <laughs> how has it been for you? Um, because uh, I've spent a little time you know, on the East Coast, but okay. it was it was in like like New Jersey okay. or like like spent a little tiny bit in Miami. So right. I don't know really anything about the North Carolina lifestyle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what, what was that like for you? Uh, culture shock. So, um, so I came here because of uh, the military. So mm-hmm. it was a very culture shock for me just because North Carolina, very Southern place, um, versus the Pacific Northwest, which is everything that the Pacific Northwest is for the good and for whatever else. North mm-hmm. Carolina has its good parts. I personally miss the food. Oh yeah. <laughs> so okay. Okay. If yeah. I could have Bojangles here, it'd be love. If I could have Cook out <laughs> here, it'd be love. So, but, uh, yeah, it's quite a different lifestyle. Uh, people, I, I actually, Actually, I've been in North Carolina my entire life and had never left. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would hear people uh, tell me that, 
you know, well, people are different in this state. They're different in that state. I would always think that that was like such a corny belief. Like people are just people. Yeah. But you'd be surprised how, <laughs> how regionally cultures change and that kind of thing. So yeah. that's what I've been seeing. It's, so far. it's one of those interesting things because my wife grew up in Bothell. And this is okay. a story I tell a million times, but it's like one of the most pertinent things about this. So, it, it, uh, you know, above like the east side, like beyond Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then we lived in Seattle for a while. And I grew up in Tacoma. So I kind of know how the people are and okay. I know how confusing the freeways are and all mm-hmm. of these things. And it took my wife when we moved down here about a year and a half to be okay for us to even decide to get a house here. Oh, man. Like, it's one of those things because her first interaction was someone at a Safeway who was mad at her for bringing her own bags. And he was like, oh, you're making us look bad? And What? Yeah. And my wife was like, what is going on? And I'm like, right. don't worry about it. They're just they're just talking to you. Don't worry. Right. But they'll talk to you all the time. And she's from Seattle. So nobody talks to you in Seattle. Mm. Like, they don't talk to anybody. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it's kind of like I totally get that culture shock sort yeah, of thing. because everybody in North Carolina, you know, when you walk past somebody, they're going to speak. You know, it's just. Yeah. It's kind of like that Southern hospitality thing they got going on. So. I've just been accustomed to that where now when you walk through a big city like Seattle, our big city in North Carolina, Raleigh is a it's kind of a it land land size, land wise. Mm-hmm. It's a very big city, but it's not as like compact yeah. as a lot of your big metropolises. Our big metropolis in North Carolina was probably be Charlotte, but even Charlotte still doesn't give me the vibe of like walking around Seattle. You know, yeah. it's just very different. Everybody's here there and everywhere yeah it's yeah. A, it's a bit of in t- an intimidation especially if anybody oh, yeah. is from like even like tacoma or something you're going up to seattle like we wouldn't like it was just like why mm-hmm. would you go up there you don't need to there's enough going on down here that you can you can do down here right yeah. correct you go yeah. up there for something specific man yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and you go in you do what you're gonna do and you leave <laughs> <laughs> hey guys do you like board games do you like miniature games Do you like card games? Do you like any kind of game that doesn't require a battery in it? Well, let me tell you about our partner, Wizards Keep Games and Renton. They're up there at 17148 116th Avenue Southeast in Renton, Washington. Go up there, check them out, tell them you heard about them on the podcast. They've got nightly events, they've got magic tournaments, they've got board game days, they've got specials, they've got all kinds of stuff. Go in there, and if you make any purchase over $20, you get an entry into a drawing. Good for $100 in-store credit if you win. Oh, dang! It is announced at the end of every month in the newsletter, and I heard the owner is pretty awesome. And I also heard that the employees are all right. So, (laughs) get in there, check them out, have a good time, support a local business, and learn about games. Where can you find it? Online? Oh, yeah. WizardKeepGames.com. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on, I think there's, yeah, there's Twitter and there's an Instagram. Perfect. So get it. Wizards keep games. Yeah, them. Hey guys, it's Justin and I'm here to talk about the Union Club down in Tacoma. This is where we do a lot of our recording now and I'm really stoked about this. If you don't know about the Union Club Tacoma, it is a mixed use project contributing to Tacoma's growing artistic and entrepreneurial community. It combines studio space, co-working space, office space, beautiful common areas, galleries, and an event hall in a 15,000 square foot historic building in downtown Tacoma. This place is beautiful. You heard us talk about it on the Surge Tacoma podcast, part of the Surge Tacoma network. And if you want to work in an old historic building, this is the thing to do. This is 
it's just amazing. The view is fantastic. Plus, it's a great place for you to get your work done in a casual environment, plus free coffee. If you want information or to request a tour, it's super simple. Just go to unionclubtacoma.com. That is unionclubtacoma.com. Have you been able to check out the hip-hop scene in Tacoma or Seattle? Uh, no, I have not actually. What? You got an album out, man. You got to go play it now. Yeah, I know. I got to find some venues. The crazy thing is I know Macklemore is from this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to reach out. What's crazy is my, my um, the person that I really, music who's I really love is J. Cole. And it's so, it's so wild that I'm trying to reach out to people that are like back home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a growing scene here and there's always has been to what I've learned recently after putting the album out. It's, it's kind of interesting is that you, you cannot know a lot about a certain thing. And then once you start making moves toward it, it seems like doors begin to like open up yeah. towards it. So I've, I've met a couple people, but nothing to really just be like, Oh yeah, I'm really out here in this scene. And I'm, you know, well, you're working, man. Yeah. You put something out, right? Yeah. Like that, that really makes a difference. Yeah. There's so, like we said earlier, there's so many people who just talk about it. Correct. Right. And so people see, Oh, you actually have something. And then they listen to it and they're like, Oh, this is decent. Right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it's going to make a huge, huge difference. Awesome. I, I know that, uh, I know that there's a new sort of club thing that is going on called Alma Mater. And I've heard that they are doing events and they're doing concert stuff, man. Mm. So I would definitely check that stuff out, too, okay. and see what's going on with that. Yeah, okay. What's the other one? Uh, there's the All Ages one, too. The uh, um, oh, Where? Man. It's here in Tacoma. It's All Ages venue. Damn it. You dumb stoner. I damn. <laughs> you can't remember <laughs> anything. Yeah, where's your phone at? Google it. Google, Google it. it. <laughs> See, I told you I was stupid, man. I was. I grew up before the internet. You know? It's not my fault. It's all right. I love it. I love it. So, okay, so I did a little cyber stalking on you just a oh, little okay. bit. Yeah, so I sure uh, found your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And I found, uh, I found uh, you had a picture up there with uh, with like Darth Vader and Stormtroopers and stuff like that. Yeah. You a big oh, Star Wars fan? Oh, you're a big nerd, Come on, I'm, too. I, yeah, I'm going to sneak right. in on the nerd stuff. So, <laughs> I mean. I got to talk about that. So that was actually me. Um, I am a Star Wars fan, very much so. Um, But that was me in Seattle. I think when we first got here, we we um, it was some festival going on or something. Okay, it was out there, and I was like, "Oh, gotta take a picture, (laughs) (laughs) gotta take a picture." But yeah, yeah, big Star Wars fan. Have you been able to see the sights around here so far? Um, I seen the Space Needle. Uh, me and my wife went to Defiance Point. Uh, oh, Point Defiance, like yeah, the Zoo and Aquarium yeah, point stuff. Point Defiance, yeah. yeah. Went went to all of that. I I've been doing PT and running all week, so it was just like oh, walking around. Damn, there, I was getting dude. tired. Man. <laughs> I was getting tired. I had to sit down. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was a great time. Great time. So yeah, that's that's. That's about it for what I've seen. I've been down to Portland and experienced that. I've been down there to the Nike store and all that. So it's been cool. Yeah. Man, you're nice. still you're still uh on tourist mode, man. Exactly. That's the problem. Real art. Real art. See? Okay, Real yeah. Real art. Look okay. at that. Okay. See, we're able to talk about it just enough to uh get uh, Scott to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and, and they're not like a uh they're not a bar or anything and they're all ages and so they, ah. they do all kinds of um, bands all the time there so. okay awesome I'm yeah. gonna have to definitely check them out going back to uh, your CD so okay. the album is out first in flight Correct. Um, I love the, the artwork on it I thought oh, yeah. the, the shout cover out to was Gary. shout out to Gary that's one of my homeboys from North Carolina he did nice. the artwork it was amazing artist amazing artist and painter but he did that and it was just like oh man this is that's dope cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me seem like I'm about something for real <laughs> so, so uh, take us on a little bit of a journey of the album so 
So okay. yeah, tell us uh, uh, about the album uh, from conception to creation and uh, the songs and stuff okay. like that. Um, so I never stopped writing. Uh, from that's one thing about me. I never stopped writing since high school and just through college and that kind of thing. I never stopped writing uh, raps and lyrics. So when I when I kind of set out to uh, buy the microphone and get the equipment, I never wanted to like put out like this song one day, this song another day. I wanted to create something. Mm-hmm. So um, the first of flight came from a lot of, I would say, failures of trying to put out other ideas or try to c- create another idea. So first in flight is for one is it's very true to North Carolina because we were the first in flight with the Wright brothers and that kind of thing. But this oh, yeah, is also yeah, yeah. my first album. So first in flight starts off with the song advice for hustlers. And, um, actually that advice was advice that I'm giving to myself more so. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. And, and to others. And now that I'm recording it and putting it out and first in flight takes you on a trip from that tells life from my perspective and life how, as how I know it. And, um, it just, the, the writing it was, was kind of just eye opening for me because when you write, when you write lyrics and you're painting them and you know that no one will ever hear them, you're much more open. Oh, God, but yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. When you know that you're going to put out something that people are going to hear, people are going to criticize, you become kind of like more conscious of what you what you want to say. And you the need message, to be a lot of the times. Yeah, yeah. The message that you, um, that you uh, put out. Like I wanted my mom to be able to hear the album. <laughs> I wanted my mom <laughs> no, to be able to hear a, it. But that's a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I remember at the beginning, I remember when I first had a MySpace page right. and I was just like, I'm going to write whatever I want, you know, fuck the world, blah, right, blah, blah, exactly. blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, my grandma sees this page. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe I should tone it down a little bit. Yeah, but it, you got to. It takes... And it's it's so interesting to see that because uh, I think a lot of, of younger people are more conscious of that right now. And Very I see a lot so. of the older people who are now like I'm laughing at them because I'm like, you guys are writing stuff like 15 year old girls on Facebook. <laughs> Stop oversharing so much. Like, right. I don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything. Right. They, they don't get it still. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, okay. it's rough. So um, <laughs> the uh, first of flight, it, it covers a lot of um, a lot of ground. I, I didn't want it to be too long. First of Flight is only 33 minutes. Okay. Um, being a new artist, I know that when people have handed me a CD, I actually listen. Uh, I was in a mall, and I bought a CD for $5 from a guy. This is before I had uh, the microphone and everything. And the CD was um, probably about 40 minutes long, 45 minutes long. And I listened to probably about 60% of it, but it was so lengthy that, and, and it kind of became kind of repetitive, no diss to him or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it kind of came kind of repetitive. So I wanted First of Flight to be short, like a sitcom that you can just watch and boom, nice. so that you can kind of get a, a glimpse of what I can do in the lane that I'm trying to go down. Uh, first of Flight um, talks about a lot of different social issues that we're having. Uh, what you won't hear a lot in, in hip-hop, which is a question as to why this is, is, is people talk about their fathers you know what i'm saying is yeah. and that could be to a lot of different reasons maybe because the father wasn't there mm-hmm. um maybe it's because you know the father may have died or he left or it could be several different reasons but um the album takes a stark change when you get to father's day 
and it becomes I feel like it was conscious before, but once it gets to Father's Day, it becomes very conscious. Okay. Uh, and it and expresses a lot of different um issues that are going on socially with our political system, oh, shit, our yeah. uh, economic infrastructure infrastructure of different communities and that kind of thing, and the lives of the disenfranchised that and that, that comes out later on. So yeah, the album is a is a good ride. And you've had to have seen that I mean going from from just uh one coast to the other, you see that on different aspects and just uh wow damn you do yeah because uh i mean in north carolina like uh, my family is uh, from eastern north carolina eastern north carolina probably has one of the worst school districts or some of the worst school districts in north carolina if you look at the numbers north carolina teachers are the most underpaid so Uh. how can we expect people to educate if we're not even investing in them you know they've got to worry about their bills and all Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff how can we expect them to go i mean it's any of us we went to work and we wasn't getting paid for what we feel like we're doing yeah our work is not going to come across as genuine nor as as heartfelt as it would be if we were getting compensated. So all of these things take take form and they and they affect what is going on in our communities. And I just wanted to emphasize on those. And it's it's that same thing also in Tacoma. We've got some issues with I mean, if you can look at the the even like the school districts in the north end as compared to the east side. Mm. And that's like one of those things that is like a really big issue with that. And bringing that to the forefront is a big thing because a lot of the times people will get fatigue from um, all of the news, all the bad news, all the stuff that's happening. Right. And we're inundated with it all the time. Um, but it's still there. And sometimes sometimes you need you need another channel to remind people that y- you got to be conscious of this stuff. You got to right. be conscious of your community. And I think uh, doing so with music is a good way to go about that. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Before I put the CD out, uh, one of my frat brothers, he told me that um, that. He he's uh he's Muslim and he's in the Nation of Islam and he said that they were um in a meeting and one of the the teachers or their instructors was telling them that a song can convey in three minutes what his lecture may not be able to do in an hour yeah you know and that's mm-hmm. the powerful thing about music the lot of a lot of hip hop is very conscious and it can provoke a lot of social change but some of the 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 misogyny and the language in a lot of hip hop stops people. The, it stops enough people from being able to hear that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like my mom, she won't listen to to um, to vulgar rap. She just won't do it. And, and my mom, she's in her mid-60s. So she's from that era that and, yeah. and we were raised in the Bible Belt. So she's just from that era where she's not going to listen to a whole lot of cussing and fussing <laughs> and this, that, or the third. Yeah, I right. said, Ma, ain't no cuss words on my CD. You can check it out. <laughs> you can check it out. We should beat through cuss words so his mom can listen to the podcast. Oh, no, it's cool. Let's do it. No, it's cool. It's all good. So, is it first time you cussed in front of your mom, what happened? I just never done. Oh it. man! Oh no! I, 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 <laughs> no I've, cussed yeah. in, I've cussed in front of her a I, few I don't times. Cuss in front of my mom, you don't. You know, and she's seven. I've been and very I barely, mad, but I it was never at her. Been, yeah, like, I never cussed at her. Like you know, oh, that wouldn't happen. I my never, cu- yeah, yeah never cussed at her. <laughs> I just saw the fear in your eyes right there. <laughs> yeah, I never cussed at her. Yeah, make sure I ain't flodging up here. But yeah, I, I've never, I never cussed at her, and but I've cussed around her when I've been very upset or very mad, and I just. At that point, and here's another thing about writing lyrics too. Mm-hmm. If you listen to a song and thirty percent of it is cussing, the 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 and and it's reliant. Like a lot of rappers, they rely on the cuss word to like to put the bar together or make the or make it flow because they didn't. But if you just spend time with your notepad and you just you can put out so much more and ain't, ain't nothing wrong with cussing. You know what I'm saying? It's just that when you're trying to convey a certain message and you're trying to get 
everybody to listen into. I don't want people to not listen to me because yeah. I'm cussing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want people to not listen to me because of that because I really want you to hear the message. I want it's, everybody to hear it. It's a tune-up for some people, like you said, mm-hmm. but it's also, yeah, kind of like lyrical filler for a lyrical little filler. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's like a person. If, if, you were, if you were having a conversation with a person and every word, they're, every other word they're cussing, you would kind of question their, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, can this person really convey their oh, thoughts effectively? Man. You know, yeah, we've right. had some podcasts like that. I'm not even joking. Like, right. I'm not even yeah, joking. Like, yeah, like, we've definitely had some what that were bad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it was our fault. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it was us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually it was uh, usually after a lot of drinking and yeah. uh, uh, rusty, just rusty. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, Benjamin Baker again. Thank yeah. you so much for spending some time with us, oh, man. Yeah, sure. um, I would love if, uh, with your permission, if we could play one of your songs at the end of this. Oh, which please. which song do you feel is the best? And give us a little intro about that one. Oh, okay. Um, I would say your letters. Okay. Uh, your letters is a, is a is a great song. Your letters is a. Uh, it is a story of of a childhood friend of mine that is now incarcerated and about the life that we thought that we was going to live when we was growing up and the dreams that we had kind of had and the bonds that we had built. Um, and now that person has lost their freedom. So, and it's just me writing about the things that I've been able to accomplish and the things that we said we've been able to accomplish and how I, I said in the song that it's amazing how, where we land when we get launched off the same lily pad. And that is amazing. Like how mm-hmm. you can come from the same exact thing and you come from the same type of upbringing, but one will end up here and the other will end up there. And that's disparaging. Like, so your letters is an awesome song to play. Awesome. That, that is an awesome song. Just so you know, it yeah, was one of my favorites. Thank you. There. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to finish up with that. But again, uh, where can people find your music? Okay. Awesome. You can find my music. If you search on uh, Apple music, you type in first and flight, Benjamin J. It'll come up. You'll see a guy standing on top of the world in a, <laughs> in a, in a space force uniform. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, it's on all digital platforms. Uh, First and flight, Benjamin J. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Your letters in the beginning. It got me through a long time. Da di da 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 da. Ah, da 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 da. Back when I used to pull up at your crib on the mongoose, your grandma used to cook us all food. We learned early how to stand on our own too. Thick as thieves back then, sneaking sips of your grandpa's gin. No greater love than that you lay down your life for a friend. And I die for you, my nigga, and I know you die for me. Bonds made over splitting ham and cheese sandwiches, praying that we both make it out. But that goes against the law of averages. To see you in your situation is damaging. My hope is vanishing. Wrote this letter to tell you that you aren't forgotten. This world is rotten. Should've both made it. And it hurts to say this. And your daughter's smile is quite contagious, ain't it? I heard your BM don't visit much. Your mom used to come on family days, but that chemo keeps her tied up. I joined the army, moved across the country. Memories of the good old days pulls me back like a bungee. The community aired out your dirty laundry, and I kept my mouth shut. I resent you somewhat, but I won't talk about that. And it's true what they say. You take the good with the bad. You were truly the best friend I ever had. Amazing how we land in different places off the same launching pad. I write again when I get the chance. Reply when you can. And until we speak again. Uh, 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 uh.
You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com.